from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you, my friend? Great, Jordan. I don't know if you recall, but one year ago on Monday, August 26th, was the grand opening of this little place called the Pfizer Forum in downtown Milwaukee. It feels like it's been there forever, but it's only been here a year. Exactly. But what a year it's been. And, you know, we've got a story at JS Online, if you go there now, uh, kind of looking back at, like, mm-hmm. the, the first blockbuster year, looking back at, like, the 14 most significant events. Uh, and in terms of concerts, I mean, this it's, it's incredible. It's a night and day from the Bradley Center. In this first 12 months, they had 32 concerts. 32 concerts. For context, the Bradley Center in its entire 30-year history had 18 concerts at its peak in a single 12-month period. So, I mean, really impressive stuff. And they had a lot of big names there. But I think maybe looking back now that it's been a year, uh, one of the big factors about Pfizer Forum is it's really created a new place for the community in downtown. There's a new kind of center. Whether you're going to go see The Bachelorette live with a bunch of Bachelorette fans or going to see different kind of events or festivals, you know, the Lobster Fest app the other right. week you know it's just it's now kind of a new kind of meeting place for for milwaukee which i think is really created something new to the fabric of the city and it's created a new uh energy as far as i know what's happening now uh restaurants bars in the surrounding area it's 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 created quite a, a powerful factor for the uh, commerce in that area for sure yeah i mean it's it's it really feels like a different downtown i think there's you know as more development happens as we see what happens at the bradley center site and whatever else is going to be kind of built around there um you know, it'll be interesting to see what else kind of adds to it. But for, again, this first 12 months, it's a really good start. I think it's interesting, too, that, you know, it started on August 26th with this grand opening where it's kind of open to the community. Everyone can kind of come in and check it out. They had a lot of, you know, uh, big, big bucks names there. Cream was there, of course. Yes, that's right. So that was the first event. And for their last event in these first 12 months, I think it's only fitting that they're doing a very kind of local-focused music festival coming up on Saturday, the the Chords and Curds Festival. Yeah, this is a really well uh, kind of curated list of Milwaukee bands from, you know, different styles, different genres, different ages, and Milwaukee musicians who have, you know, gone on to do great international work, artists like Angie Swan or artists like Grace Weber who are involved in this uh, pretty diverse lineup of Milwaukee musicians. Yeah, Grace Weber, for context, we've talked about her before, of course. She has this, like, ongoing Grace Weber's Music Lab mm-hmm. where uh, team musicians can kind of come together about, like, once a month and do kind of an open mic, meet with some potential mentors in yes. the music industry. But she's signed to Capitol Records. Angie Swan uh, has toured with Fifth Harmony. She's most recently toured with David Byrne mm-hmm. and part of David Byrne's Broadway show yeah. out there, which is really cool. And then bands that are, lo- that are located, artists that are located here still, like uh, Misha Sigrid, Christopher's Project, De La Buena, New Age Narcissism, Armstrong Ransom, and they'll also have uh, the Milwaukee Public Schools Choir there. Uh, and then they'll also have food trucks, they'll have local artisans, yep. all happening Saturday. And again, it's it's just focusing on the, the community, which is great to see for a, a rounding up of the first year. And giving back to future musicians, proceeds are going to help the Wisconsin Conservatory of Music. So you think about the big banner year that the Pfizer have had. You think about the year that the Bucks had. And it's really heartwarming that they're kind of capstoning a great anniversary by giving back to the people and really booking Milwaukee musicians to play there. It's it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, coming up next on the podcast, we're going to dig deeper into the numbers, talk about the box office numbers, the NBA factor, and of course, highlights from shows throughout the year and looking ahead to the future, DNC 2020 at the Pfizer Forum. That's next on Tapped In. 88.9's new podcast series, Backspin. The search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song is now available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Tune in and at RadioMilwaukee.org slash Backspin. Stream all six episodes now. 
Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. We are back. It's Tapped In. I'm Jordan from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. And with me, as always, Piet Levy from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. We talk about the music that comes into our city. And last year, uh, in early September, the Killers came to our city with Violent Femmes to uh, open up the Pfizer Forum, musically speaking. Yes, that was, that, that was, uh, there was a grand opening where people came in August 26th. But September 3rd was that Killers Violent Femmes show, which was cool because, the, you know, the first band that got to play the, the venue was a Milwaukee band. It was like right. Milwaukee's most famous and accomplished band, arguably with the Violent Femmes. And it was kind of fun, too, because the Femmes, uh, their set was very, there were kind of like a lot of deep cuts in the beginning. Yeah. You know, and they started kind of with like introductory music was like this kind of avant-garde and like yeah. funky jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is amazing. Like, here's this like, you know, an arena, like what, this all about commerce yes. and mainstream and whatever. And they're playing such weird music Left to start center. off. Yep. Really cool. Uh, and then the Killers, you know, hats off to them. They, they did kind of customize the show yeah. for the opening. I mean, they had kind of a Milwaukee water tower on the stage. They had they Alice Cooper introduction. Yes, yep. they filmed a, a, a video introduction with Alice Cooper where he riffed off of his famous Wayne's World Milwaukee speech. Actually, it's pronounced Milwaukee. Uh, and then they ended the whole show with this Laverne and Shirley theme yeah. song cover with the Femmes, which was really so cool. fun and obviously couldn't work anywhere else. So there has been 31 other shows in the Pfizer Forum since that show. Yeah, it's been, there's been 32 concerts. And box office, it's, it's done really, really well. I think there was a lot of expectation that because there was a brand new arena, it was going to be a big jump from the Bradley Center days. But this is a really significant jump in the sense that it well topped the Bradley Center yeah. ever. Because the Bradley Center's peak year, looking back on it, was like 18 concerts in 2008. Yep. So that's when they had the most number of concerts in a 12-month period. Uh, and so for this 12-month period from September... Third through the last concert with John Mayer in August, it's it's 32 concerts, and just looking at 2019, it's gonna I think it's like around 32 already or 31. Wow. Those are just concerts, yeah. It's it's amazing. It's really kind of an incredible leap from there. Um, you know, looking at you, we can get you get kind of nerdy if you want on yeah, some poll star. Let's numbers. dig into the numbers. Yeah, so uh, you know, it sold in its first three months like 128,850 concert tickets. Whoa. Yeah, and that's 10,000 more than the Bradley Center did for all of 2000. 2017. Whoa. So really impressive. I mean, and, and you know, it landed, it was able, strong enough, and again, just, you know, three mm-hmm. months of operation to be number 127 on the uh, Polestar list of top-selling arenas in the world. That's, and that's incredible. That's after only three months. It's not even like a full year of operation. Uh, we, we can jump ahead to, uh, you know, earlier this year when uh, Polestar had their kind of winter rankings mm-hmm. from November to February, and they were number 59 on that list. And they sold, Globally or uh, nationally? Uh, globally, yeah. Whoa. yeah. Whoa. So number 59, and they sold uh, $3.7 million uh, worth of tickets. Again, this is kind of a, a quiet period. I'll you know, you know, I mean, it's winter, so it's, you know, there's not a ton going on. But still, with Panic at the Disco, yep. Trans-Siberian Orchestra, Bob Seger, you know, they were still able to do quite well there. And then their ranking jumped even further. Uh, you know, they're number 39 internationally for the November 22nd to May 22nd, for sure. those six-month period. Sure. So the number 39 internationally, number 25 in North America. Wow. And uh, during that period, uh, from November to May, they sold uh, 248,000 
216 tickets. Whoa. Uh, grossing $17.63 million from shows during the six-month period from November 22nd to May 22nd. So I, it's it's going pretty much reproving the point that Pfizer is delivering on the promise and, and the Bucks have delivered on the promise. But also the Bucks factor had a huge jump in attendance this year at the Pfizer because we had a really good year. I mean, yeah. we you know, outside of winning the finals, we were one of the most winningest teams in the NBA. Yes, the Bucks had the, the best record, I think their best team record in decades for sure. And and for this season, it was the best record um, in the regular season yeah. of any team. It was number one in terms of the best record. Uh, and then the, the season, of course, it didn't end with the finals uh, victory. But, you know, you still had the Coach of the Year victory. Of the year. And you had, you know, Giannis, of MVP. course, got the MVP yeah. as well. Uh, and then again, you know, we talked about community events, you know, not just in the arena, but outside the arena. And that was obviously a big one. Huge. We have this list of 14 significant events at Pfizer Forum. Yeah. And we had to include the MVP Love Fest for Giannis because, you know, the, like it felt like the whole city kind of came in. for yeah. It was like, you know, outside the arena. But again, it was just a big celebratory, uh, celebratory moment, not just for him, but for the team, for the community, for, for the building, for a lot of factors. And it's nice to see, you know, in a city that we always talk about that we're not getting together and people are kind of separated. The Pfizer has become this kind of it's almost like a Summerfest grounds like place where you are not surprised to see a lot of different kinds of people when you go down there. In a city like Milwaukee where usually you go in a room and a lot of the people look the same, Pfizer Forum has always offered us this thing of, you know, okay, yes maybe concert by concert you kind of get into the stereotypes, mm-hmm. country sure. show go to a Latin show, you go to an EDM show, you know, you're going you're gonna to have the, the thing but, but generally speaking, I was down there uh, just, I don't know, three weeks ago for an outdoor uh, market and just the families and old people and and different folks from different sides of town it's just become a hub for Milwaukee to get together and hang out yeah no absolutely I mean I think when you mentioned the concert thing you're right when you when I go to these I've gone to a lot of concerts yes there, you have and you look at the demographics and it, it does fit kind of you know one kind of ethnicity par for the course par for the kind course. of age yes. or whatever yes um but it, it did remind me when you're saying kind of more of a kind of a melting pot I got more of that sense at the Travis Scott show, mm. even though it was all a younger audience. I mean, just in, in terms of, you know, culturally, it's just yeah. very, very, very diverse. Yeah. And that was really great because um, that's a significant show and that's on our list because, you know, Milwaukee hadn't had, you know, Summerfest has, but yeah. Milwaukee arenas like the Bradley Center, they hadn't had a, uh, like a hip hop tour, like right. a full production hip hop tour in like 16 years, mm-hmm. not since like 50 Cent came to the Bradley Center wow. in the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, so for Travis Scott to come in in February and bring this big, huge shows, a big sold out show, a lot of energy. That was a really significant show because, you know, we had hip hop representation in this, you know, big in the biggest indoor yep. venue in Wisconsin. Uh, and, you know, in terms of representation, that's continuing because they have the Nas and Mary J. Blige yep. show in July. And then they're going to have Chance the Rapper coming up in October. Yep. Um, so it's great to see that there is more of that devotion to hip hop. And same with uh, Latin music. Um, you know, last year in October, they had Jay Balvin yes. and he made our list. Um, and Jay Balvin was the first artist behind a completely Spanish language music tour to hit a Milwaukee arena. Wow. Ever. Ever. Um, you know, I mean, the last time there was a, a Latin music artist that kind of hit an arena was Ricky Martin, but obviously he had Spanish songs and English songs. Yeah. And But this is, all of his music's completely in yeah. Spanish. So that was quite a significant event. And the box office was terrible, unfortunately. Yeah. There was like nobody there, uh, which was really depressing. But it was a wonderful show. He did a great job. And the arena, uh, the folks at the arena are still committed to Latin music. They've got Banda MS yes, coming in right. November. that's right. Um, so that's still great to see that, you know, they didn't just do this one 
one and done kind of deal. They're still interested in kind of booking different types of entertainment there, not just you know the big rock names, the big pop names, yep. you know, big country names. And of course, coming up in 2020, we would be foolish to not talk about the DNC factor. Uh, the Pfizer Forum. I'm going to dare say, without it, we would not have landed the DNC. We know that the you know the Democratic National Convention had its eyes on Wisconsin for several reasons, but it's all got to be somewhere. And Pfizer is going to be the place. And actually, one of the smaller uh, arenas or spaces that the DNC has been held at in the last previous years as far as size is concerned. But all eyes of the globe are going to be on Milwaukee at that time. Yeah, there's obviously a lot of uh, anticipation hype. There's been we've had articles of the Journal Sentinel about uh, some people might be staying as far as O'Hare possibly yes. uh, to kind of come into this. But, uh, you know, there's also they're also trying to kind of keep delegates in certain kind of hotels together. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, I think. My hope is that it will be a smooth process. I mean, you know, just it'd be good for the community, obviously, if everything kind of goes very smoothly. But you're right. No matter what, all the the world will be watching Milwaukee uh, during that event and leading up to that event. And it'll be interesting to see what it means for the community in terms of music around it. I mean, Mm. I think that obviously the DNC will have musicians there um, as part of the the festivities. Um, There might be some events leading into it. There might be some events after it. I know Bon Iver did a big thing where he's saying he wants to tour Wisconsin and to support the Democratic uh, presidential nominee. Um, so we'll probably be seeing that, and you know, probably be at music events kind of all around town. I mean, it's it's going to bring a ton of cash and a, a ton of attention to yes. Milwaukee, which wouldn't have happened before. So we would love you to share with us your uh, highlights of the first year of the Pfizer. Of course, you can find us anywhere that you listen to your podcast and leave comments and, 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 and share with us. Also, you can find Radio Milwaukee on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Yeah, and if you go to jsonline.com slash music, we've got this list of 14 events. And that includes, you know, significant basketball games, uh, big concerts. I mean, it's going back on it, Jordan. It was just kind of stunning, like everything that happened there in yeah. that first year. I mean, looking back on, you mentioned the killer thing to start off with. A couple weeks later, Justin Timberlake was there. Right. It was the first, his first show in Milwaukee in 15 years. And then you had, you know, in October, this crazy week of rock shows mm-hmm. where it was, you know, uh, it was uh, the Eagles and it was Food Fighters and 21 Pilots. The first uh, Bucks game, home yep. game, yep. and it all kicked off with Metallica. So we had to include Metallica oh, so in there. Much. That was wild. You know, I it was just a crazy year, and I don't know if we'll see a year like it necessarily again. I don't know if we'll have a week like we had in October right. again. This was a great, great start, though, and I think we will still have a strong year. We have like 12 concerts coming up this this year so far, still at Pfizer Forum. Um, nothing announced yet for next year, but I anticipate we'll see a lot more. And yeah, and the DNC, we'll see kind of what impact that has. Not just during that week, of course, but but um, afterward yeah, and beyond. Absolutely. And then we got to mention too. We talked about the Bucks and what a great season they had last year. There's a lot of anticipation, yeah. hype for oh, yeah. the next season. Bucks and six, baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we thank you again for joining us for Tapped In. Tapped In is produced by Kenny Perez, and our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab. With support from you, our members, this is listener-supported podcasting made possible by you. We thank you for what you do for us, and we'll see you next time for Tapped In. See you next time.